Let's empty the cues. Pew 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 pew. Oh no, that's too many. Pew 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 pew. Oh god. Oh no. Pew pew pew. Oh, it's too many fireworks. That was overwhelming. It's not a holiday. Actually, you know, you know, it is a holiday. I'm recording this on St. Patrick's Day. It's not a fireworks holiday though. Hi. <laughs> um, this is season one, episode five of The Good Place. Now, if you're listening to this when it comes out, there is a good chance that you totally missed this episode. And that's my bad. And I'm so sorry. I have a really hard time um, remembering the order of episodes for literally any show ever. And this is no different. And because of that, I mixed up the order and we just totally skipped episode five, but it's here now. It's back in its rightful home. And now you can listen to it and it's a pretty good one. Um, it is a good time. And thank you for bearing with me and my literal ADD. Uh, so here it is. Pew, 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 pew. Oh no, they're back. Oh, pew, pew, pew. oh no. Oh they're, oh, they're pretty, but oh, it's a lot going on. I'm overstimulated. Oh no. What he did to dogs. Fuck. I'm right. <laughs> Jordan had a very good question. Yeah. That I would like to propose here on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. As there's no distinct specific place in this episode to talk about it. Not a lot of old people. Oh, in a good place. Hey, huh? John literally kind of touched on this. John literally was talking about that with me yesterday when we watched the episode. I'm huh. not even kidding. <laughs> is that a plot thing or is that like a we casted in LA so the oldest person we could find is 42 sort of bias I, thing? I think the latter. Yeah, I was also like I, well, when I told well, John made it clear, like in the style of like his question, that it wasn't anything that was at least explicitly stated in the Good Place. Um, but when we talked about it, um, one of the things that I said was that I could see it being both like the end result of casting in Hollywood and mm -hmm. casting for like a Hollywood adjacent, yeah, uh, Hollywood production, right? The way that those mm -hmm. casting things work and ageism. Um, but also it being kind of like a, like a story thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what I was talking about when I said story thing. Um, I'll say it's not plot relevant, but mm -hmm. I do think there's something to be said about even just like aesthetic, the common Sorry. phrase. Oh, I was going to say like, it, it feels like kind of a good die young Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good die young. And also the thing that I was thinking about when we were talking about this last night was um the design of the good place. Like it is designed. We all know that. It's a designed race. Right. Um it is very specifically designed to be like the concept of heaven for humans. Um mm -hmm. and I feel like one of those things about the aesthetic that we have for the good place. And its design is that everything is fresh and mm. feels young and like youth and beauty is like a thing. So mm -hmm. it might also be the case that like 
I mean, we don't know, right? We might later, but the, like people in there died of natural causes, but when they appear, they appear not like how they died. Yeah, I so this ties into another pretty big debate about the good place and something that they were called out on on like a pretty public, like traditional news scale. Um, they were called out on the fact that there's no like visibly physically disabled people mm-hmm. yep. in the good place mm-hmm. because the assumption being, well, if you're in heaven, everything's fine. Right. Like, it, like, yeah, everyone is fixed. Perfect. Yeah. Right. As if to suggest that that is what disabled people would want. And instead of like, like that, the desire would be like, quote unquote, fix this problem instead of, Mm -hmm. oh, heaven is just accessible. Right. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Or even not even fix that problem, but like that disabled people just don't end up in heaven. Yeah, yes, like, that was another like one, of the, one of the arguments. We're all the same. It's, it's pretty ableist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Interestingly, this also ties into utilitarianism. I was about to say, uh, this ah, is, okay. <laughs> I was about to say, that's a good, here's your segue, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think basically, like, if, if Mike Schur were confronted on this, I think that he would say the same thing, where, mm-hmm. like, well, why would people want to be old? Which is also right. ridiculous. Uh, let's get into a summary of this episode, like a quick one first, and yep. then we can go bit by bit. Yeah. Um, so quick summary. In this episode, Eleanor does a self small, selfless act at, at the top of the episode and gets really excited and tells Chidi about it, and Eleanor becomes really focused, you might even say hyper-focused, on, mm-hmm. like, taking the ethics classes and trying to learn how to apply them and actually going out and applying them with Chidi, right? Learning from Chidi, taking Chidi, like going with Chidi to places and all of these things. Um, And Chidi just gets really overwhelmed because he is not able to do anything without Eleanor or helping Eleanor hide the fact that she's not supposed to be here um, or teaching her how to be a good person and not enjoying himself in like his heaven, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so they get into an argument, but then... The sinkhole from the previous episodes is getting bigger. And so Michael prohibits anyone from going outside and sticks a couple um, into their home without asking them first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And uh, it turns out that this couple is hilariously a marriage counselor and uh, someone who like a detective who investigated identity theft. Um. Uh, and they uh, realize that they are fighting because it is very obvious. Uh, and the marriage counselor notes that Chidi is hiding something. And so they discuss what it is that Chidi is hiding and talk about things. And then the sinkhole gets fixed and Eleanor gives um, Chidi like his space. The B plot to this episode is Tahani. And we get mm-hmm. flashbacks to Tahani's extremely depressing childhood. Um, Thus welcoming Tahani into the show as a real character. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we see Tahani. Tahani is also in the B-plot, of course, um, uh, like demonstrating a concept related to utilitarianism that I will definitely talk about. Um, but she finds out that on the 
like points list of like how good people are in the good place she's like second to last of the 322 people that are in the good place and so she starts doing nice things with the intent of improving her time on the list Mm -hmm. um while we get while in the meantime we get flashbacks to her childhood and i think that's it yep more or less that was excellent, Ellie. I have something completely unrelated to tell you two because it's very important you know this. Okay. Uh-huh. The 2020 okay. Libertarian Party presidential nominee has been bitten by a possibly rabid bat. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Sorry for that audio. I I can't laugh too hard because otherwise my lungs seize up and I start coughing. (laughs) It's great. I highly recommend having a reduced lung capacity. Um, Yeah, that sounds wonderful. So when you hear me coughing after I start laughing, it's because something was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you, Gavin. Yes, excellent. Uh, yeah, so that's the summary of the episode. <laughs> um, oh, I should open my notes. How does that sound? There we go. Do I have mine open? I do. So there's a giant list of uh, possible flavors at the frozen yogurt place at the beginning of this episode. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, do you have the, the image? So I did not get the image. And okay. I know there's a bunch of joke ones. But the funniest <laughs> one to me is the one that's just an actual flavor because it implies this actual flavor because there's just caramel macchiato in there. That's just one of them. Yeah. In amongst <laughs> in amongst folded laundry and charged phone, there's just caramel macchiato. <laughs> Good. I love it. I didn't oh. even think to go back and look at the flavor list because that's just not the type of viewer that I am. So I love that we have you here, Gavin. Yes. This, this also brings up a question as to What's the Santa Claus logic behind Janet? Because everyone can access Janet, but is there one Janet that is only accessible in real time? So if Janet's working at the frozen yogurt place, Janet can't be solving a porn query across the uh, the neighborhood? Or is there a hive mind of Janets who all are f- physical representations of the AI Janet, but we- there can be 50 of them in physical presence at once all doing 50 different things i'm Dr. sorry Manhattan have we seen style. have we seen anyone touch janet uh janet does hand the frozen yogurt to eleanor in the beginning of this one i think right but that's the frozen yogurt does she touch janet i don't think so but janet yeah. does have the ability to physically move like things. physically food move mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. um huh my assumption I is that it works kind of I mean she's an AI so yeah. it's like semi like sci-fi logic and semi like the way that computer AIs work which is like if you have for instance an Alexa please don't have an Alexa um <laughs> yes uh, be then... like us and get the free Google home from Spotify <laughs> okay Google are you spying on me <laughs> didn't feel like answering that one <laughs> Um, so if you have like an Alexa, if you have two, right, one downstairs and one upstairs, you can ask Alexa 
two different questions at the same time at yeah. each point. Right. So my assumption is that it's like that. Yeah, to my knowledge, that's how it works. I'm just surprised they haven't played with the fun split screen, green screen gag of that, where there's like five Janets within view in the background. It's only episode think, five. Give it time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think let's get into... Well, Ellie, you called Tahani the B story. I think I would argue that she's the A story. I thought the name the name of the episode was Tahani because they've they've been consistent. Like the last one was named after Jason, so I thought this one was named after her until I looked back to make sure my notes were titled right. Is it not? Oh, yeah, titled it's Tahani? not. It's category fifty five emergency doomsday oh, crisis, which is yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> I yeah, didn't sorry. have a cringe counter for this episode, but that's the closest we got. <laughs> yep. Never mind then. It is. The beat plot. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, technically that is in the Tahani storyline. What? That's true. Because the Doomsday Crisis it's is the thing both. that kicks it's off. It's in both. Um, and so it depends on if we want to qualify B plots as the ones that don't have flashbacks. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay well then let's... Let's... Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, I want to start with the Chidi Eleanor plot because okay, that's sure. where I want to talk about utilitarianism. Yes. And okay. Because talking about that first will enable me to talk more deeply about Tahani's story. Perfect. So, this story, this Eleanor Chidi story, it's not, this was not like my favorite A plot, but I do think it's cute. How did y'all like it? Well, I identify as having been both uh, in both situations, so. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Way. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was. I was more interested in Tahani's story um, than yes. in this one. Yeah. This was yeah. like the. It's like the the very real but super annoying miscommunication thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that I really hate in like, especially in romances, not that this is technically a romance, but like it is a relationship story. They're um, very cl- I mean, sitcoms live next door to rom-com. Right. Logic. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 that miscommunication thing that I I hate. Um, but right. The way that this miscommunication thing is written is a lot more realistic and less dumb or so good. less less. um contrived than yes. the whole like i listened at a door and didn't finish listening to you yeah they're not do- they're not doing the <laughs> uh either misheard or person just straight up isn't saying the sentence like they yeah. are saying the sentences and that um, is the problem <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm like middling All on these it dishes are magically I'm clean like, every night fine, <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> yeah that's me i clean the dishes <laughs> oh look at that it's my relationship with my housemate <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> um so when eleanor uh eleanor at the ice cream shop she uh does a selfless act where she realizes that she doesn't know what she wants and so she lets the person behind her go first um it's a froyo shop, isn't it? God, that matters because it's a joke that later. Throughs that'd be fantastic. 
Um, do what? Just like be like, you go. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a froyo shop. Yes. It is. Um, and she like freaks out about it and gets really excited and runs all the way across town basically to tell Chidi that she did this thing and she didn't bring their froyo. Um, and she is, of course, first confused, like, okay. And she's just like, no, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I would never have done this. And she's like, you wouldn't have? That was what I would <laughs> used to do. <laughs> the look, this, this man, this actor is so good with his facial expressions. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I, my God. I cannot God. express how delighted I am to watch him be, like, dumbfounded in Eleanor's direction. In various ways. (laughs) His use of eyebrows. And like very closed lip, Mm -hmm. like not quite smiles, you know, (laughs) Um, just the epitome of the this is fine dog. Wow. Yes. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then like basically immediate. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to. Take us to the class that happens basically immediately after the scene. Yes, please. Um, so they it just cuts directly to an ethics class. Um, mm-hmm. and the ethics class in this episode is on utilitarianism, which is one of the most bitch ass philosophical theories in the field of philosophy. <laughs> um, just so that you all know where I stand on this. <laughs> You know, you know, we're the, this is, welcome to philosophy, welcome to philosophy 501, where we're cool. (laughs) You're going to hear things like utilitarianism is a bitch ass philosophy. Um, So the way that Chidi describes utilitarianism in his traditional, like two sentence and an example in the traditional two sentences and an example uh, format of this show. Mm-hmm. is um, it's utilitarianism that is where the correct choice is the one that causes the least pain and most pleasure, um, and which then Eleanor gets really excited about. Like, this is the best philosophy theory. Why do we bother with anything else? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Chidi critiques the theory. Um, if all that matters is the sum total of goodness, you can justify any number of bad actions. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is true. That's what utilitarianism is often used for. Right, uh, right. This is the land of the trolley problem, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot tell you how happy I am that they did not talk about trolley problems in this episode. <laughs> I, I would have had a very dangerous flashback to my philosophy 101 class. Yeah, <laughs> But Ellie, we can talk about the trolley problem for Only two if I can run you class over. <laughs> Throw the switch to end this <laughs> bullshit. Only if I can run you over with the trolley. <laughs> During this scene, which is not important to the f- philosophy of the episode, really, but it does, it is a way to get some Florida jokes in. Um, yeah. <laughs> fucking story, Jason, Jason demonstrates the needs of uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few by talking about framing. Um, a, pot- a potential fiance for somebody in his dance group <laughs> with stolen boogie boards. And the way the story pans out, it sounds like they wrote a basic plot and then mad libs in as many Florida words as they possibly could. 
all of the adjectives and nouns are changed to Floridisms. And he's yeah. like, she yeah. would have made him move to Sarasota, which, just just to check in on that one, three and a half hour drive. <laughs> but, but he says Sarasota as if we all know how far Sarasota yep. is from Miami. Yeah. And Why also as if it's in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, you know, the fiancé is a, quote, black market alligator dealer with a pierced black jawbone. <laughs> a pierced jawbone! With a pierced also, jawbone. <laughs> his name is Donkey Doug. Oh, that's oh right. Donkey Doug. Donkey Doug. It's my favorite boss in Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Chidi looks at the story. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. We're gonna do that game. My thing's oh, at the I end think of the my scene, favorite so thing good. is is uh, Chidi's reaction to this was, uh, where is it? Shockingly, that is a relevant example of utilitarianism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face is just, it's just like I can't believe I'm saying this. But <laughs> it is. Also, Eleanor says, my brain is horny, which I then said had big Will energy in the Discord, and Will replied so fast, I had to, I suspected it was a bot, almost. No, that was me. I was on it. <laughs> you were just on there. Uh, yep. yep. So, utilitarianism. My moment oh, was... Do it. My favorite moment was when Jason is like, anyway, can I bail? I want mini waffles. And that was already funny, but the then way he left, him, him he like is... slam dunk his homework and skip out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> then he's in the background palming waffles. Yep, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> this show is seven hundred percent better now that Jason is Jason. <laughs> Big agree. Um, Ellie, school school us on utilitarianism. School. Utilitarianism is a terrible theory. Well, yeah, yes, it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> so utilitarianism is it's a family of ethical um, ethical theories. Um, it's part of a family of theories called normative ethics. Um, normative ethics is all about ethical behavior and how to act morally, basically. Mm -hmm. um, that's it's how to be a good person. <laughs> ethics. Um, and utilitarianism is one of three competing theories in normative ethics there's more but these are the main ones of course um it's it's a type of one of them so the type that it's like is consequentialism um and the other two are virtue ethics which you might be familiar with because this is the aristotle stuff that we saw earlier mm -hmm. um and deontological ethics um which is a little bit more complicated but i'll just tell you that kant falls into deontological theory and I'm sure that okay. it will show up in a later episode. Almost definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, in utilitarianism, an action is right if it leads to the most happiness. Right. So now the question here becomes the problem is whose happiness matters. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right. right. And so like, and like how do we even quantify that? Exactly. How do we even quantify happiness? Like. What does happiness look like? And of course, for me, most importantly, it's it's whose happiness, right? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you're gonna have a racist, and we have using utilitarian theory to um, 
make the deaths of like uh, millions of black people or Jewish people be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which of course it is not. Um, so that's that's one thing. Um, there's a, obviously like a lot more utilitarianism. Um, but in this episode, that's really the most that matters. But the other thing that matters here for this episode is that there are other forms of consequentialism, which is the type of normative ethic theory that utilitarianism is. And the other types of consequentialism are egoism, which is moral agents, so individuals who are acting according to morals, um, ought to act Mm -hmm. in their own self-interest. And, oh, oh, uh-huh, oh. yeah. And altruism. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, altruism, which is the moral value of someone's actions, are dependent only on the impact to other people. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. These seem, what these seem is bad. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> sum, sum that one up. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> They're not great. And so it's really important to say, to note that in egoism in particular, it is different from like psychological egoism. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because in, in that one, you can't act like outside of your own self-interest. Right, right, right. 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 That's a really important distinct, like, distinguishing thing to mark here. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make sure you all like, understand it's like not the same thing. I would assume that egoism in the philosophical sense, like, presumes uh, a, a concept, a specific kind of concept of free will. Yes, it does. And, and okay. also, like, what is, um, like, what is most important and most moral is what is best for the actor, right? For the agent. Right. Um, yeah. And so this is where, like, a bunch of... Um, like if you want me to compare it to something that I'm, we have a lot of discourse about on the internet, it's the problem of self-care when it's not actually self-care, like mm-hmm. the definition of self-care, right? When it's mm-hmm. actually actively harming someone else, but you think it is, or even yourself and you're not realizing it. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had a lot of conversations with people, uh, this year who are not yeah. used to having to practice real self-care, uh, Pointing out that sometimes their self care is self not care. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and so. Just, oh, go ahead. I've just accidentally discovered there are, there are four extra versions of the trolley problem. Oh God! Why did you? Look each of so? each of them with unique names and having not read their descriptions, they're all. <laughs> freaking hilarious please please read them for the delight of our audience we have um uh, so we have our stand our, today on the menu we have our standard the switch from 1967 by foot then thompson 1976 vintage with the fat man then we have the fat villain which isn't attributed to anybody and then we have the loop a nice costa 1987 and then finally our newest vintage is the man in the yard by unger in 1992 um <laughs> the, I these hate are all on, of them. These are demonstrated on Wikipedia by uh, showing 
who the person doing the acting as a red dot um and the fat man is just a straight line with a big Hi, black dot demonstrating the people who would die if you did nothing and you are the fat man and it's just a little a little red circle with an arrow pointing towards the track as if like <laughs> so you can move in front of the trolley and Gavin, stop it i i need confirmation and i i have context <laughs> i am a little toasted right now yes um i just need to confirm these are not wines, correct? They're not actually wines. You were doing a bit. No, I'm yes. not. I linked it in Discord. It's hard to read because it's. Wait, a... are there actual wines? Yeah, hey, that that image. I hang on. Let me send you the wiki page. So no, you no, can... no, 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 no wines. Because you were saying like. Oh no, they're not wines. No, because bit... you did because you did the bit about the vintage. The bit was that there are years attributed to them. Got it. Okay. <laughs> and it has taken us. It took us until 1992 for someone to be like, okay, but what if there's a second trolley? <laughs> I, was so, I was so stuck on this concept of a wine of lines. <laughs> like. <laughs> a wine of lines. Uh, like, like a collection of wines I... that all had to do with different <laughs> hypothetical solutions to the trolley problem. I was so confused. Oh my god, the man in the yard one is so bad. I will I will stop distracting from the discussion with this, but you have to hear this version of the trolley problem. I'm out. As before, I'm just out. a trolley is <laughs> a trolley is hurtling down a track towards five people. You can divert its path by colli colliding another trolley into it. But if you do, buckle up, here's where it gets real. Both will be derailed and go down a hill and into a yard where a man is sleeping in a hammock. He would be killed. Should Jesus you proceed? Christ. That's the exact. That's just the first one again. You just added the fact <sighs> that one of them is asleep to be like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh my what god. What the fuck? Nineteen ninety-two. Can I just tell you that trolley problems are stupid? I. They are completely unnecessary. I need you both to make a prediction. Okay. Do you think the trolley problem will be addressed at any point in yes. The Good Place? Absolutely it is. There's too many jokes related to trolley problems to not appear at some point. Like Perhaps with model trains involved in some way to make it really sarcastic. Okay. Like I will see. Like it ha like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be like of course the trolley problem is literally just it's a conceptual like word puzzle right um mm -hmm. and so the trolley problem can be about literally anything it can be about people obviously um mm -hmm. like people like not on like trolleys the, where you will kill yeah. someone like you know <laughs> like it can, they can be on bikes <laughs> right they could be on bikes they could it could even be about things that aren't transportation um right uh -huh. Obviously. Yeah, they could be on a plane. Oh my but god. That's... Ellie, it's such an easy <laughs> thing to sketch and put on I'm Twitter. Gonna, I'm gonna murder you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that the trolley problem will come up at least once. Um, however, if it does not come up in the first season, my thinking that the trolley problem will appear, like my percentage of assurance, will go down. Okay. Because it is, it is an intro-level philosophical thing. theory right given, um, given the fact that we just done a bunch of bits right. about it <laughs> exactly it's like intro level it's like one of the first things that you talk about in philosophy 101 
And so if they don't do it in the first season, I will be less sure that they will do it later. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Let's talk about the end of this A plot. I mean, I guess we could talk about. You mean, uh, quote, I'm not going to have sex with someone just to get them to stop talking to me. Wow. We are really different people. Yeah. But, OK, <laughs> let's. So I guess let's talk about the middle first. Um, so we have this plot of these two like marriage counselors uh, who are being forced into, I guess not forced into, uh, Eleanor and Chidi are forced to have them inside of Eleanor's home, which is double bad because Eleanor and Chidi are not getting along, but they have to act like they're soulmates. Um, this episode, I think there is a siren going by. I do not care. <laughs> this episode, I think, uh, it's for the people who... <laughs> Fuck you, Cameron. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> for this episode. Uh, for people who were, like, making theories about The Good Place and those who had the theory, like, oh, this is actually the bad place, I think that this was one of the big kickers for them, like, mm -hmm. like as pretty clear evidence. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What did y'all think, uh, knowing what you know about the show? I mean, there's a lot of hell imagery with a literal literal mm -hmm. sinkhole, so it kind of... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, the body horror. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the uh, authoritarianism of uh, Michael. Uh, mm -hmm. And now we have a lore word with architect, which, okay, <laughs> we're world building. Oh, you haven't been introduced to, to the architect. concept of architect, no. Oh, yeah, no. okay. For yeah. some reason, I thought I like it he had has just talked been about said. building it, but yes. it, but this codifies that there is much in the same way that, that there are engineers in the Halo universe. Hi, three people who listen to this podcast and care about <laughs> Halo lore. Uh, much in the same way that there there are prophets and whatnot. There is a term. There is such a thing as an architect. Yes, there is. So, yeah. like, it's a little bit. Blatant. It's it's a position. Just a like it, it's like a a position in uh, the organization. Mm -hmm. A hierarchy. Uh, yes, yes. Um, yeah. It's very hitchhiker's guidian in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that we keep talking about fixing and building things, but you never see it like actually happen. Yeah. Right. Much <laughs> the same way Bill Nye is just like, I like building the fiddly bits on the fjords, but you never see like the process of building Earth too. Do you do right. you mean the Puerto Rican government? Jokes that only I can make. To this. <laughs> yeah, in case anybody's listening to this and doesn't realize, Ellie is Puerto Rican. They're yes. loud. Like <laughs> Fucking and also, I'm right. <laughs> excellent yeah. joke number two out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> oh, not, yeah, not yeah. that you don't, you aren't funny normally, Ellie, but those two were so like deadpan. <laughs> you mean my best form of humor? <laughs> You're, it's so true. Just from a pure place of like, fuck. Like. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, this this conversation with the with the both like Chidi with Eleanor when they're initially fighting before the couple shows up, and then again later when the marriage counselor is talking to to Chidi directly. Um, mm -hmm. It's this. It was this uh, when Chidi is saying it's no big deal, it's no big deal, and Eleanor is like, "You're hiding something." Um, 
This is another mm-hmm. form of utilitarianism in action for Chidi, who is an example ah. of altruism, where do you tell the truth that might hurt someone? Um, no, I can't mm, quite but... understand this. Could you work some form of public transportation into your example so that I could yeah, better... Yeah, but I a sip of water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the second time this week you've done that to me. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry, but Gavin might not be in the next episode. <laughs> but for but because actually, he'll be dead. Uh, that it, like I that demonstration of utilitarianism like didn't click for me, and it makes Same. complete sense now. Yeah, yeah. right. Because uh, but you have to right because telling the truth it might hurt someone, but you have to create honest communication in order to prosperously build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, is and every time he does problem. just say the quiet part, mm-hmm. things just get gets better worse. immediately. Better immediately or worse before they get better, depending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about what was bothering Chidi. So Chidi yeah. showed up so in a good place. Freaking sad. Yeah. How long did place. Chidi get? Before Eleanor shows up, like, do we do we ever like nail that down? They all arrived on the same day. Okay. So you know, here he is, like, being told that he has a soulmate, expecting a soulmate, and you know, he's never really had a real relationship when he was on Earth, when he was alive, and his soulmate is replaced by a completely different person, and a person who is not really in his eyes a good person a person who like doesn't really seem to value him in a way that isn't um kind of self-serving yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Um, because he he is now a worker again right um so instead of coming here and finding a soulmate who he doesn't have to explain things to and he can just share his like share their combined knowledge He's just a teacher again with no soulmate. A teacher, a teacher sad. with no syllabus prep or money. Which, right. I mean, one of those three is real in real life, anyway. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really sad. It's this like the way that he describes it exactly in the show is just the like the way that he's trying so hard to frame it in a way to not hurt Eleanor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so heartbreaking. It's just like, I mean, I, this is heaven. This is where I'm going to live, like, live in quotes. Right. Um, exist. For, exist, yeah. For literally the rest of eternity. Mm hmm. Um, and I'm supposed to have this one special soulmate, which, by the way, I have commentary on. Um, <laughs> and, it's not the way that I expected it to turn out to be. Which was just like, oh, it's... I want to hug you. <laughs> yeah. This episode's really fascinating to me from a writer perspective because it's really tricky to have a character who is an asshole but also has to be likable. Mm-hmm. And Eleanor yeah. is so gonzo bananas over the line. Like I can I don't have a character I can compare to Eleanor, but I do have a character who's met, who's a smart ass, and sometimes you have to have the smart ass be wrong or to be the one who is not realizing the damage they're doing. Um, 
And this episode really is having to sort of walk a weird line where Eleanor keeps bumping into the thing that's wrong with Chidi without noticing or caring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like with the, I did the dishes. She goes, well, what, what, what stopped you? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. why aren't you doing them now, though? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's also this is a quarantine episode. Thanks. The good place. I know. I was thinking that the whole time watching it. I was like, fuck off. It's fun, it's fun that know? it's just one episode. <laughs> you know what? I actually so like fun. when I was watching the episode, I didn't think about quarantine. I thought about, oh, forced proximity tropes. I love this in fan fiction. Oh, yes. Yes. There's um, a, hang on. But, but there's only one bed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> love it. So let's talk about the, the resolution. So eventually uh, this, you know, Chidi speaks his truth and Eleanor is like, oh, that fucking blows. So... Uh, when he says that his idea of heaven is uh, wine and a canoe or something. Rowboat and, and French rowboat. poetry and on French a lake. Poetry. Thank you. A yeah. Yeah. Um, so then she just gives that to him. And it's sweet. Let's not forget the sign that she made. That sign. Oh my God, yes. I Listen, if we could just do that in real life. In like, real life. <laughs> So mm -hmm. Eleanor creates a sign that says "Fork off, Eleanor." In really fancy gold. In really fancy gold. Um, she asked Janet to make that, right? Like she didn't oh, make that definitely. herself. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Also, um, this raises the. Sorry, Elliot, but I have to say this ridiculous thing. She asked you? Janet, and that's why it says "fork," and she didn't. Can she physically write "fuck" in the good place? Oh my god! No, or does it I... magically change to "fork" after she writes it? Or is it like liar, liar, where she physically can't? These are not questions that can be answered or should be answered, but I'm posing them. <laughs> the goddamn um, pen is blue. <laughs> the goddamn pen. Get out. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, but the sign, uh, she tells him, if you are being bombarded by my very existence right if my existence is bumming you out um just hold up this sign and i gotta say when eleanor said that i was like this is the most bittersweet ending right ever right like mm -hmm. the fact that eleanor realizes that her very existence is a problem for someone is and like actively makes their life worse mm -hmm. it's just really sad Mm-hmm. It is. Everybody is, is sad in this episode, y'all. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I ended this episode and I was just like, this episode didn't make me laugh as much. But it was like, yeah. it was a real ass episode, like meat and potatoes things happen in this episode. <laughs> That's true. very true. That's true. Let's let's hop over to B-plot. Let's talk to Hani. Yeah. Um, so... Now that you've seen her more, yeah. I what wish, are your feelings on Tahani? I wish I had gotten to watch, and this is not a knock on the, the format of this show, but in an optimum viewing perspective of The Good Place, you get to see multiple episodes in one sh sitting, 
because all the work had to be done to get Tahani to this place so that we could see, Tahani basically had John Lennon, but with a lot more money as a sibling. Right. And all the havoc that can wreak on you. Uh, and as every episode before this shows, I've been dunking on Tahani for being fake and eh, like not really like one note, but that there's a reason. <laughs> and I, now that I have that reason, it back, it retroactively makes it worth sitting through that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I would say that Camilla, the sister is actually probably based on FKA twigs. Um, who I'm going to post a picture of. Uh, so FKA Twigs is like You're an right. incredible dancer, singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that um, totally, the hair thing. Yeah. Yep. yep. She's mm-hmm. like weird artist. She's incredible. Um, super bizarre. And like treated as pretty much a genius as well she should be. Um, and I think this is just, and she's also known for being very politically active. Right now she's currently doing uh, she's doing a huge GoFundMe for sex workers who have been put out of work because of the pandemic, and she's obviously donating quite a lot herself. Um, so that is very much the vibe I get from Camilla. One sec. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, brain. Oh my god, just link the damn GoFundMe. What is the name of the thing? Right, there we go. Um, Yeah, audience, if you haven't listened to Holy Terrain, do it. Yes, oh my god, oh my god. Um, Yeah, she's amazing. I, I love her, and I love her music, and I love all of her bizarre music videos. Um, where she pole dances and uses swords and there's like CG <laughs> heavenly angelic creatures. Um, the second that I knew I was going to like Mr. Robot, uh, like really like it, is that there is a scene where somebody chokes someone else to death and her song Two Weeks plays in the background. Um, and That's I was like... Good. Yeah, this was made for me, I think. <laughs> there are times where I get tired of music and just its whole deal. And then What does I, that mean? And what? then I because the the mod, because the the pop culture like on social media what gets traffic is Brandon Yuri Mary Poppinsing into a shitty otherwise Taylor Swift video. Um and it's just got a bunch of pastel colors we but then you come out with there's uh 3d angelic <laughs> characters and swords and like there's creativity and fun and uh uh emotion and <laughs> music yeah man you just gotta listen to the weird shit like it's all about that weird shit okay i'm gonna i'm gonna link you cellophane for later also because it's extremely beautiful and extremely sad like one of the simplest, saddest things I've ever heard. Listener, note how excited Will sounded when I said <laughs> how sad it was, because that is a that is a cornerstone of knowing Will and talking about music. <laughs> if y'all need to talk to Will about media, there are two things that you should know. 
Is it sad? And does it make you uncomfortable? Will likes yeah, it. It's the, so true. <laughs> the steampunk giraffe uh, song that Will and I talk about from a playlist that they shared with me is one in which the singer gets turned into a robot against their will, maybe, uh -huh. at the end of the song. It might be an origin story for the band, who are robots. It is, so, yes. Which is, for goofy <laughs> steampunk uh, people painting themselves and performing steampunk music at almost Dashcon, uh, a, a little bit of the darker offering. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> at almost Dashcon. Steam Steam Power Giraffe almost Amazing. performed at a Dashcon. They they backed yep. out like the week before. Oh, probably because everything idea. was bad. And they didn't get paid. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. Nice. So anyway, Tahani. Um, so I love yes. her. And she's awesome. I, I definitely so like. Sad. Yeah, this was just like really sad. I knew that like. I don't know if I made this clear in previous episodes, but like it was because of the way that all of the other characters were structured. I knew, of course, that there was a reason why Tahani felt so like she's faking it. Um, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm. in this show, it is there's very clearly a reason for, at the very least, the main character's personality decisions. Like, for instance, I knew that there had to be a reason why the monk didn't say anything other than the fact that he was a monk. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I was right. <laughs> um, and so I was looking at Tahani, I'm like, this Tahani that she is, like, wearing, I do not like. I don't like it right. because it's fake. Yes. Um, and I know that it is fake because of something. And this that is the first... episode where we found out why, and oh my yep. god. <laughs> that first taste of real Tahani and nice Tahani that we get, mm -hmm. where she's completely alone, she's not performing for anybody, and she still is genuinely happy that Jianyu is so well ranked mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when she finds out where she's ranked she's not pissed off that he is above her right she's pissed mm -hmm. off that she's at the bottom it, it's that she's still even in heaven she's mm -hmm. still really not quite good enough like she's just, still on just above ice. Glenn <laughs> right um which I think she's very familiar with because I don't think that she's used to being at the bottom of anything that didn't i didn't uh-huh all right tumblr fandom you know what to do <laughs> get, break out get your empty the cues fan cams ready oh my god as if <clears throat> Tah as if tahani wouldn't be a bottom all right everybody you're um, gonna start sharing promo videos of this episode with hashtag shane dawson is over party yep. let's get it going <laughs> let's do it um i think that the um, tahani is uh plot in this episode um is one of the reasons why i think is like really interesting is because tahani demonstrates that she's trying to figure out the path between egoism and altruism yes yeah mm -hmm. right because she's she's doing good things both because she wants to right and she knows that the good things will not necessarily the way that she planned them right but that the good things will help improve someone's life, but also she's doing them because she wants to improve her ranking. 5.3 yes. million isn't bad. It's very middle thermometer. Ugh. Ugh. And then her that son of awful, a bitch bids 5 million. <laughs> her parents are awful. Her um, parents are so awful. I wanted to punch them in the face. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> and this, this kind of, I feel very, very picky about the way that Tahani's, the moral of Tahani's story, assumedly, um, is structured, where mm-hmm. the assumption here seems to be like, like her intentions are not good. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that is why these actions are not good, which, which we've, I think we've seen a little bit before in the series. And I don't know, that hurts me because I, I, I also feel like, how does she know how to have any other intentions? Mm-hmm. When has she ever seen that modeled by anyone? Right. You know? Yep. Absolutely. And not only that, she it's not just have not having seen it modeled. It's the fact of her upbringing and the way that it happened encouraged her to not do that. Right. Because right. It, it wouldn't be good for her. And that's the egoism thing, right? It's mm-hmm. it would not have a good result for her. She wouldn't get anything that she wanted and she still didn't get it. But she was trying to model what was being modeled. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it's not a great idea to do good things because you want to seem like a better, bigger, more important person. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire billionaire class with philanthropic slush yeah. uh, right. funds left and right, just uh, their their cummerbunds just spun around in <laughs> in shock at that idea. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's this it's this concept also of like performative allyship. It's the same thing. Right. Um, right. And I would say, yeah. wait, hold on. This tied into something that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. What did we talk about earlier? It's not a trolley. What was <laughs> it? I didn't even make the joke and it still infected your brain. <laughs> oh, um, we talked about utilitarianism. Uh-huh. We talked about egoism and altruism. Uh-huh. I was going to make a joke yeah. about performative allyship by saying we had a token straight, but there aren't any here. <laughs> we talked about, uh, like, Eleanor doing the thing. It was, so, yeah, it was something. Oh, oh, it was, it was where we talked about self-care that isn't self-care and self-care yes. that can be destructive yeah. both to others mm-hmm. and the self, which yep. is just her at the end showing up with mm-hmm. donut holes being like, I'm here to be nice. And it's destructive for her. We literally see body horror because yep. of it. Um, mm-hmm. She is damaging Man, they really herself. Wanted, they really wanted to get their money's worth out of that After Effects template they made for the <laughs> Picasso guy, huh? I liked it. Um, and then it's also destructive in that she is not doing them any good. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's just taking up time, you know, that, they, that clearly they have very little of. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Good point. Yeah. Uh, mini appreciation station for Michael in this episode. There's so many wonderful little Michael bits. Uh, mm-hmm. Specifically, um, let me find it. Uh, I'd love to make small talk. I've been practicing too. I'm amazing. Yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> that that is that is Ted Danson turning on the charm 110. Mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. I want to super briefly touch on something that Gavin talked about earlier, which is the yeah. um, authoritarian stuff. Um, yeah, when yeah. we're talking about the, the yeah. hell imagery, um, 
Where, of course, oh, it's not uh-huh. just uh, stay inside, right? It's it's everything that we see Michael doing in this episode. Um, it's forcing people upon his assistant because he can. And, um, like, in her space. Uh, it's the way that he handles, all the ways that he handles the sinkhole. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's in the way that he, like, keeps paperwork, like, point systems. Um, mm-hmm. and the way that, I mean, obviously the way that everything is designed, really, um, like, uh, my brain switched to Spanish. Give me five seconds. You're good. Uh-huh. Right. Um, the way that it's designed, like the way that the houses are designed, like, what you get yeah. is what you get, and you can't change it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, um, we have, we've read your file. We know what's perfect for you. Exactly. Yeah. And the fact that he thinks that you can glean everything about a person from like reading paperwork mm-hmm. and, I don't know, secretly spying on the things that they do, but not like, as far as I'm aware, not like the inside of their brain. Right. Right. Like, yeah, we're on, not getting like literal not, thought police. Exactly. So, um, I think that that's really salient, not just in like the eventual reveal that this is actually the bad place. It is super important for the way that they are presenting philosophical theories. Um, because you can then start. Like, with the presentation of each philosophical theory and the way that they're doing it, in particular, like, simplified, right, 101, if not less, Mm -hmm. right? um, Right. Right, TV, like, 30-minute episodes. Um, But the building up of them enables you to better analyze what is happening around the main characters. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it helps you realize... Things like the authoritarianism that is happening. Um, Right. Like you wouldn't, without that there, I don't think that that would be as obvious. I don't know how you write this without like that there, but in imaginary world where it happens, like if you didn't have Chidi spelling out actual philosophical theories and then Eleanor and someone else like emulating them, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that you would be able to understand a lot of the design. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. That was all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, do we have anything else for this episode? Um. Oh, uh, how it's a problem that he doesn't know why the sinkhole is fixed? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I don't know everything, which is a problem. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we, we can make an educated guess as to why the sickle fixed, but not why he doesn't know why. <laughs> right. Huh? Like, the, the sinkhole is a representation of Eleanor's issues. Oh, yes. Yes. But we don't know why he doesn't know that's a possibility. Right. Right. Uh. Yep. We got to the Tahani... Food name joke. Finally. Oh yeah, this was this was what I had referenced when we first introduced Tahani. 
I referenced like there is a name joke, but it's not what you'd think. Because yeah. I mean, I think that it still falls into the show didn't necessarily earn this. Yeah. No, it um, doesn't. I mean, it especially no. doesn't because I mean, like, because it's also like an exotic food joke. Yes. Yep. So, for yeah. people who don't remember, like me, because I blacked this out of my memory out of sheer hate. Um, <laughs> uh, in one of the yep. flashbacks, the will of Tahani's parents misspells her name into Tahini. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's therefore even inferred she, that yeah. it's even inferred that it's on purpose. And the text that follows is comma like the sauce. Yep. Oh, I didn't read that it was on purpose. I thought that was like a good place escalation joke. I, like I they thought were it was that differential to her. Oh, got it. Um, maybe. Um, I read it as just like I read it as the person reading the will was, was explaining adding, yeah. the spelling right. Um, but either way, still. And that therefore when the watched... spelling mistake meant that Tahani couldn't claim the inheritance, at least not easily. Right. Right. Um, uh... and she yeah, she claimed to have not cared and been like, fine, you know, you just you just take all the money. Um, and then her sister smiling. Yeah, let's talk about the. Let's talk about Camilla. Do uh, we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Camilla seems like an asshole. We don't have yes. anything to go with with Camilla. Except she how even, she acts when she's a kid. Yeah, she didn't even really sp- speak much. She just spoke um, the auction scene. Yeah, right. and even then it's like just saying the thing that is happening. Auctioning off a lunch date with me. <laughs> Five and million pounds. start at three million. <laughs> God. But yes, when, when, cliff. when she's a kid, it's a very astute mother. Like it's... Mm-hmm. They are making her out to be an asshole. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's asshole genius character. Yes. She's not here. No, she's not. Nope. If this is the bad place, she got in the good place. Wait. No, hold on. I played myself. She's mm-hmm. she's not dead. Right, yeah, she's not dead. <laughs> um, it's, well, I mean, it's either that we, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know how sad death. Right, how Tahani died. Yeah. Right? Um, and so we don't. We also don't know. Like, therefore, is Camilla still alive, or is Camilla in the other place, whatever we're calling it? Right. Um, Out right. Beta site. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. So like that's not something that we the know good at this place point. Webisodes. Right. Um, but the the implication of this episode is kind of nothing, just that Camilla is like an asshole and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, was one of the people that ruined Tahani's like confidence and self-image and everything. Yeah, she I mean, the fact that she didn't ever intervene or even see anything wrong with the way that their parents were treating Tahani. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could lay a lot of blame on the parents, but once. Once she reaches adulthood and what seems to be somewhat an independence from the parents because she's off globetrotting doing all this 
shit stuff just yeah. with tons of money uh she should have the foresight to be able to see like oh <laughs> that's why mm-hmm. yep but she just doesn't care honestly i look it looks in this episode like she actively just doesn't like her sister and thinks that she's worthless right um which is really 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 awful and i really want camilla to get a comeuppance i just really do i simply mm-hmm. do and i might not get it because that's not always how sitcoms work mm-hmm. but uh i can dream <laughs> <laughs> and if by the end of this I don't get it, I'm gonna go write some fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it's gotta be. Yep. Um so the next episode is called What We Owe Each Other. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, Ellie, what what does that <laughs> phrase uh bring up for you? Um what we owe each other brings uh-huh. up um so it brings up the like the concept that in order to um like grow and be better you have to give to other people by mm-hmm. throwing Something. by throwing giant switches that direct trolleys at people god damn it <laughs> <laughs> i thought have thought. you read the book, What We Owe Each Other? It sounds really familiar. Um, it is a book on contractualism. Oh boy, that's that's a yes. heck of a name yes. by that author. Yeah, uh, it's by T.M. Uh, Scanlon. Scanlon, yep. yeah. Um, and the only reason that like my brain died is because he's alive. Um. <laughs> Oh, well, we're just gonna yeah, not I'm look at that very first bad recommended living thing on Google. Y'all, sorry, um, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's I went to read college. You can't just blame me. Blame the education system. Well, yep. you're giving us dangerous things to Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, social contract theory, right? Which yes. is this concept of like you cannot have a society. Uh, like a functioning society if you don't follow the social contracts contract um of like treating each other kindly or like um uh individuals like people in a society have consented to surrender freedom and submit to authority um which yeah oh that's even more interesting actually i'm talking about it a lot yeah, so it's it's <laughs> what we what we owe each other. Um, it's uh, I read sections of this book, not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like how do you have a functioning society? You have to give before you can take. Mm-hmm. So with that being understood as the reference that the title makes, what do y'all think the next episode is going to be about? I'm looking for I'm looking for wild plot theories here. Wild plot theories. Uh huh. Can we get a Michael backstory? Oh, I feel like that's a lot to ask. Listen, <laughs> I want it. Interesting. Is that your prediction? Uh, you know what? Why not? Like sure. the thing is that like I can think of any number of things. Yes. Um, 
And so the one that, that I like the most because I would like it the most is Michael backstory on how he creates, why he's creating The Good Place. Okay. Gavin, what is your what is your prediction? It's going to be very cheaty heavy, at least on the philosophical side of things, because in Googling what do we owe each other, the top thing of people also ask is what do we owe each other cheaty question mark? Mm. So mm. had that one's had that little nugget added. Oh, uh, maybe me. we get cheaty backstory then. We haven't had that yet. Mm. We haven't, and I feel like the yeah. show's not going to give it up easy. No. It's not. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see next time on Empty. <laughs> oh no! What is this? It's outro music. <laughs> I can't keep making trolley question jokes. I'm I'm gonna run you over with a goddamn trolley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, then we the got the problem, fat man but maximum one. chaos. <laughs> and just like Gavin said, there's the music. This was Empty the Cues. You can find us on social media at Empty Cues Pod, and you can find us on our website at emptythecues.wordpress.com. And as of recording, we have hired our transcriptionist. I don't know what's, I don't, I don't know the timing of this and I don't know what's been announced. So I'm just gonna keep that quiet, but we are working on transcripts. I'm so happy. You know, I am sure how much we care about accessibility, how much we love doing things like providing transcripts. And we're working on that now. I'm very, very, very glad. So you can check our website for updates on that. And you can probably check our Twitter as well. Again, uh, empty cues pod. Okay, bye.